Hey, 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 you are strong and capable, and it's time that you knew it. So in this show, we're talking about leadership, mindset, mental health, authenticity. I want you to look in the mirror and love the human staring back. So if you're ready to dig into who you are, where you're going, and how to get there, if you're ready for real talk all with a side of glitter and laughter, then you're in the right place. Welcome. Hello, hello. Welcome to this episode of the Strong and Capable podcast. This is Bridgette Heller, your host, and I have Jennifer Nielsen on. Hey, say hey, Jennifer. Hello, hello. I'm so excited for you guys. This is the beginning of January. The theme of the month is transformation because that's the theme of the whole year. So we're talking about this in depth this month. And when I was thinking about, okay, transformation, who, what, why, how, there was one name that kept popping into my head and it's Jennifer here. So I'm excited for you guys. She is a facilitator, a motivator, a creator. She's coached hundreds of people to identify and tackle the root of their problems using the dig model, which she is, it's her program. She created the dig model. She's incredible. So she developed the dig specialist certification program for coaches um, she's focused on philan. I can never say this word philan- philanthropy. Thank you. <laughs> kind of a silly word. <laughs> oh, but every time I'm like, <laughs> <You know? laughs> I love it. So she's in that world. <laughs> and she, yeah. You organize community support to combat human trafficking. Hello. Domestic abuse, LGBTQ discrimination. As a childhood sexual abuse survivor, her advocacy for those affected by trauma drives her mission to reach out and offer hope to anyone feeling stuck or weighed down by life. I mean, when we're talking about transformation, hello, queen of like transforming your life and helping others transform their life and having real tools. I met Jennifer by going to one of her classes three years ago. We were just talking before the podcast aired three years ago when I was not in a good spot, (laughs) not in a good spot. She she even mentioned I had red hair. I was a totally different person. You rocked the red hair though. I'm telling you, it was, I mean, you could, you, it looked good. I liked it. (laughs) Totally a different human at that spot because (laughs) I was in a dark spot and I knew I needed to go through the, the process of transformation I was seeking. And I found her class, which was amazing. So Jennifer's happily married to a mother of five, an author, a podcaster, a speaker, founder of Let It Glow Retreats, and your retreats have been all over the world. They're, and they're high end and high vibe and really beautiful retreats. We like bougie. Really what I like more than anything with everything that we talk about here is just to connect people together and connect people with themselves. And I think the retreat is a really great way to kind of bring in all the senses you know, and just, but then also it's an experience and it's expansion. It's not just a girl's trip. And mm-hmm. I love to have fun. It's always fun, but we, we go deep on those retreats. So it's, it's been really exciting. And you talk about transformation and I think about, you know, when I met you, I didn't see that. I didn't see, I didn't see that. I just saw this delightful, you know, you're just quick to laugh, you know, I, but you did leave me a real, you sent me a really sweet message afterwards. And it was something along the line that you were saying, like, Thank you for giving real tools. Like, yeah, we live in this world of just, it's almost a disservice in a way that there's so much information that we're mm-hmm. so overloaded on information, but there's not enough integration and implementation. Mm-hmm. And so going back to my own healing journey, I mean, there was a time when 
I mean, the, the notion that I could be the person that's helping other people now was laughable. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And I remember the guy that ended up, I ended up training with doing muscle testing. That was my first dose in like really learning how to help other people. And it was, you know, it's like behavioral kinesiology, energy healing, that type of thing. And he was actually, I was working with him and he was like, you'd be really good at this. You need to come do the training. And I'm like, just fix me. Yeah. <laughs> just give me, I just want to function. I just want to get through the day. And it just, it, I finally decided that it was time to, to do that. And what I've really found in terms of transformation, I think this is just an age old adage that when you serve others, you grow yourself. It's, it's just, you know, you help other grow, others grow, you're growing. And that's really when my healing and transformation really expedited was when I started, you know, facilitating train, you know, working with other people. And, you know, it's, it's been a journey though. Like we talked about beforehand, it's like, it's, it's not, it's, 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 it's not for the faint of heart. Let's just say that. <laughs> no, it helping others transform means that you have to do the work before, during, and after helping oh, them. Yes. That's exciting. <laughs> I always laugh because, you know, I have the dig and, you know, I'm a very visual person and it's like, instead of new level, new, new devil, it's like new level, new shovel. <laughs> yeah. And I'm continuing like, okay, let's keep going. Let's keep going. And sometimes I'm like, what did I sign? What did I sign up for? <laughs> You're reminding me years ago, there was this quote and it talked about how God would help you use the shovel to move your mountains. And it, I don't remember, but basically it was like, you're trying to shovel mountain and he will help you so that that's not even like, you'll have a magical shovel basically. <laughs> like, you know, like God, God is amazing. And my sisters and I used to joke, we're like, dude, we don't have a shovel. God gave us a spoon and it's broken. We're pretty sure <laughs> like, it's, it's really, it was all in fun, but yeah. But, you know, when I think about like the Count of Monte Cristo and he had that little tool and how long it took him to get out. And, you know, there's, there's something about having the right tools. And I, that's why I'm so passionate about what I do because there really was a time. I mean, it was probably, I'm thinking like it was about 13 years ago, actually, because yesterday was the anniversary of my father's death. And it was during that time that, oh my gosh, the crap hit the fan. <laughs> I mean, it was like, he had just passed away. Our house was in foreclosure. My husband and I were on each other's last nerves. <laughs> you, my daughter has Marfan syndrome. And so that's been an ongoing, like, I just remember at that time, we were really dealing with some severe health problems with her mm -hmm. and I had three miscarriages. I mean, it was like, bam, 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 bam. And it was just as if I wasn't already overloaded. That's when the memories of my childhood sexual abuse came up. I mean, mm -hmm. it was, I was in my mid thirties. And it, it was a blow and it was a floodgate that once that opened, I couldn't shut. And I literally, I mean, I just think back and such the pain and just the hopelessness. I didn't know how, or if I could ever move through this. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I know that we're drawing each other because we both have like this natural zest for life and enjoying life. And that is who I am. Like, I love to travel and have fun and connect with people. I just love it. But it was during that time that I didn't know if that part of me was going to be able to come back. And to, I mean, to say I was, I wouldn't say I was suicidal, but I would not have probably been too bummed if it, like a Mack truck would have just taken me out and out of my misery. You know, it was just really deep wounds and pain. And then we went through the whole process of 
you know, a few years later, going through the process of pressing charges against my perpetrator, which then was a whole nother, like opening up the wounds and re-victimization and having to go to trial and testify. And it was just like, just throw me a bone here. You know, I'm trying to do the right things. I wanted to protect my children, other children, because this man had hurt a lot of people, not just me. And it took a level of strength that I know I didn't do it alone because it was almost inhumanly possible what I was having to move through and the opposition I was facing and the personal attacks and all of it that in the end we you know the real victory of all of that wasn't that my uncle was convicted to 402 years which that gives you a little glimpse of the kind of person that he is he's still he's down there in Florence eating slop currently (sighs) but the fact that I was able to heal that relationship with my husband, show up with my kids as the real me, like Jennifer, the one that is just empowered and in love's life and is willing to accept responsibility for what's not working. I'm not a victim. And that was really a turning point with the guy that I call Steve, Stevie Wonder, who I did a lot of my work with. It was kind of in the beginning of that 13 years ago when he was like, Jennifer, you don't have to be the victim anymore. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but, 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 but. He's like, you get to decide what kind of life you have. Mm -hmm. And when we have trauma or any sort of, I mean, we all have freaking trauma, right? I mean, we've lived through COVID. That's traumatic. Yeah. It, 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 it can define us. It can consume us and it can stop us from being who we were meant to be. And so for me, cracking the code on that started out for me and mostly so I wouldn't screw up my kids, (laughs) but then to be able to sit here and to talk to someone like you about these really important topics is such an honor and a privilege, but it's been work. And that's, you know, we're talking about transformation and I love this conversation. That is what I'm all about. But as we talked about before we got on here, it's, it's an ongoing transformation. It's not an arrival. It's not a destination. It's ongoing. And so I don't know. I just think, you know, we're all in this position and I know there's, you have these listeners that are going through hard things or maybe been through hard things or have lost hope that they can figure it out. And I'm just here to tell you that if I can figure it out, you can figure it out. Like I'm not unique. I'm just like, I'm just determined. I persevere. I've got a lot of grit. I can be a little bit like a dog with a bone. Like I'm, I'm, I wanted to figure this out, but we all have that in us, that tenacious kind of desire. And so don't give up on your transformation, no matter how impossible it might seem right now, don't give up on your transformation and on your dreams. Like, you know, I don't know. Yeah, no, it, it, as you're talking, I'm thinking this is the why, because you know, this month is how, what, why, right? Like this is the why of transformation. You're talking about where you were and that hopelessness and, and I have ironically similar past, you know, to, and again, probably why we connect, yeah. but, um, I being in those hopeless spots and those dark spots, even similarities, even my sister's funeral was eight years ago yesterday. When I saw you post about your dad, I was like, Whoa, okay. There are a lot of parallels here. This is. Actually- oh, that was the end of, oh, wow. So yeah. it was like, we share like the little yeah. anniversary week. <laughs> it's a great week. It's so awesome. Yeah. So it was like, there's so many parallels and I've had those moments. Um, like you said, where, what am I ever going to find myself again? Am I ever going to, cause I am goofy. I'm a total nerd. 
I'm very goofy. I think I'm hilarious. Well, I think you're hilarious too. <laughs> well, thank you. But I think I'm hilarious. I giggle too much when I podcast and all these, right? Like all these things. But when I was in those moments, that person did not exist. And I would see her sometimes in a picture or a video or an Instagram post or whatever and think she's gone. And it, then there was this mourning for that too, because in the hopeless spot, you're like, I'll never get that back. That person's dead to me. Yeah. But the why is, that's not true. That yeah. person does exist and that person needs to be loved and healed. And when that person is loved and healed, you get back to who you are and who are, you were always meant to be. And it's so freeing because the new version of you has all those beautiful things and a depth. Yes. But you couldn't, I mean, I, I do really believe that, that that level of compensation in terms of the depth that you go or you're able to go or even willing to go is matched in where you can excel and, and, and flourish in life. And so I think when we, when we stop looking at these challenges, trials, traumas, losses as losses and as equal opportunities to learn as successes, it removes some of that, of that resistance because mm -hmm. losses and gains both have the same potential to teach us. And that's really what we're meant to do. And we're not going to learn the same lessons when it's easier, when we're succeeding than we learn when we are literally in the depths of hell. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I, and I think a lot about the idea of discomfort in terms of transformation, because I, I think we were kind of raised a little bit of program just to like, okay, so I'm having fear. This is, you know, maybe it's not the right thing to do. And we kind of shy away or we, we, we step backwards. And I'm like, fear fear will stop us. But if we understand and can embrace that sometimes before the breakthroughs, we're going to have some breakdowns mm -hmm. and to embrace productive discomfort versus mm -hmm. unproductive discomfort, because face it, we're uncomfortable in those places. Anyways, even in life, life is uncomfortable, yeah. but to be able to lean into productive discomfort, knowing that what I'm doing is helping me get to another layer, to another level versus just wallowing in my discomfort because really pain is is inevitable in life but suffering is optional yeah and i believe that and i know that to be true and i think when we talk about transformation it's understanding that there is going to be discomfort mm -hmm. but that is what's going to get us where we need to go and i believe i have less discomfort now than i used to because I, I don't buy become your friend. <laughs> yes, we just kind of become friends. I thought we be, we become our own ally instead of our enemy. I just did a post on that this week, and I was like, really, we have to do that for ourselves. Mm -hmm. This is a very inside job. Like we have to do that on our own. And so, mm -hmm. anyway, it's really um, it's it's exciting, and it can be a lot sometimes, but it's yeah. so worth it. And it is it is uncomfortable, and it like you said, you have to get it, it takes practice to mm -hmm. be in, in this change, right? The, we already talked about the why, but the how, as we're going to kind of keep talking about is this, like being comfortable with the discomfort as you're learning and growing. I was just at a retreat. And when I was at this retreat, the person facilitating the retreat, there were 40 women. These were millionaires. Um, they were entrepreneurs. They're, you know, people that are just rocking the world, authors, coaches, like these women on paper are rocking it. So but you fit right in. Huh? 
So you fit right in. Well, thank you. <laughs> um, they, I mean, these women, I was intimidated to be in the room, right? With these women. And they were, it, as we were being coached, there was a lot of discomfort. And the coach stopped, the facilitator stopped and she says, listen, stop, stop. She says, I can feel you all trying to push this comfort away, this discomfort away. So I can literally feel you because we've been trained, like you said, to be like, oh, oh, that's uncomfortable. Let's shove this away. Let's hide it. Let's not deal with that. That's, we're not that person, you know, <laughs> she says, I can feel you doing that. You have to stop. You have to feel uncomfortable to make real change. Yeah. So you, you don't want to wallow in it, but you need to feel it and ask, what do I need to learn from this? I mean, we also just move on for sure. It's almost like we choose our comfortable misery, like what mm -hmm. is known to us mm -hmm. rather than the unknown. And it's really in the unknown where the magic happens. And it's, it, it really is. There's a level of, you know, just being an entrepreneur, as you know, is like fast track and self-development. I mean, if you want to look deeper and there's been times when, I had a good friend. She's like, is this worth it? I'm like, the pain of not doing it is greater than the, the pain of doing it. Because I know that I meant to not only grow and expand within myself, but to help others do the same. It's a privilege. Mm -hmm. And I will, I, I won't quit. I won't give up. But I think just to be really transparent here for those of you that are whatever, whatever you're doing in life, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're a mom, whether whatever you're doing it, we, we're all in this um, shared human experience together. It is hard, but the less we focus on the hard and understand, okay, there it is. Let's just own it. Let's just become friends with it, name it. And then just keep going and keep going and knowing that, that it doesn't have to hold us back and it doesn't have to be as hard as we think it is. And that's another thing too, that I'm like, it's just, it is not, life does not have to be this hard for people that I, when they, when they, you know, when they kind of envelop themselves in that suffering and that hopelessness. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, so let's, let's talk about some tools. One tool that came to mind for me was just that, you know, my daughter's in college, she came home and as she was preparing to leave the day before she went to leave, I literally had these thoughts running through my head. Oh, I'm devastated. I'm yes. so sad and just so heartbroken. She's going again. And they yes. were just, and I felt my, literally my physical self just like deflate and get small. And I was on driving to church with her next to me. And I'm just like, <laughs> and I'm trying not to show it on the outside because I don't want to make her feel bad. She's so beautifully successful and doing incredible things. <laughs> and I'm wallowing, right? Yeah. And and I literally like hit my thigh. I was like, what on earth, Bridget? You train people on this and you tell them this is not how life should be lived. What are you doing here? And so I, I stopped, had to literally, it felt like a physical stop, slam the brakes. I am so proud of her. It is such an honor to be her mom and to watch her grow and flourish. And I changed my words, right? Changed yeah. my words, changed my thought track. And all of a sudden I'm sitting up taller, I'm smiling at her. And now instead of having sad, horrible last few minutes with her, I've got her with me and we're enjoying the last few minutes together before she goes to the airport. So it really, what you do matters, the tools you have matter. And we do determine our journey. Like you said, we don't have to suffer. And then that moment I chose, no, suffering isn't serving me. It's not serving her. Yes. How are we going to live this life? 
You for know? sure. And I think when we start connecting the dots and realize that it's really not about what happens to us that causes most of the suffering, it's what we say about it. It's our belief system. It allows us to do something different because a lot, I mean, I would say in general, in the world, there's kind of this mentality that it's this external fix. Mm-hmm. The, the fix never comes from a better marriage or a different husband, a new religion, a new job, traveling, like all those are just those, I mean, and then if, those are all part of life, but until you find that internal peace, find your own personal identity, who you are separate from all of those roles, those labels, whatever that might look like, mm-hmm. you know, I have a daughter that's gay. And I think as we've really, what I've really been impressed with her about, I mean, she's incredible anyways. She's the one that has the Marfan syndrome and it's just, her life has just been one obstacle after another. But oh, I'll get emotional talking about her. But I, she's a beautiful example of transformation. Even when I mean, she's six foot three, and as an eleven-year-old girl, she had was five eleven with size eleven feet. Just to give you a visual, with heart problems, vision problems, all sorts of things. So when we found out she had Marfan syndrome or that she was gay, and I'm like, oh, okay, just here we go again, you know. But it was like, even when she was dealing with all this illness and people would always come in her height. And she's like, I'm not tall. Everyone else is just short. <laughs> but when like her identity, she knows who she is. Mm-hmm. She knows she's a daughter of God. She knows she's incredible. And when we really tap into our identity, like who we are, those other things, yes, they're hard. Like it's been hard for her to go you know, come, you know, grow up in a religion where this was not accepted or embraced necessarily, but she's done a beautiful job of embracing who she is and, and owning her identity, her, her beauty separate from all of that. So she's not angry. She's not bitter. She's not antagonistic. She just loves and we, together we've grown and learned how to, you know, work through this. And it's just been, she's been a wonderful example to me. And I think when we look at transformation, we're never changing our soul identity. Mm-hmm. We're just connecting to our soul identity. We're just moving all the crap that blocks us from connecting with who we really are. And so whatever identity, whatever roles, whatever programming that you've, you know, were raised with, you, you can't always control that or, you know, change that, but you are hundred percent responsible as an adult to fix it. And that is where those tools come in the tools of taking accountability, taking responsibility. And that's really what the dig is. It's, it's in a process, it's an entire program that really dives into all the principles of accountability, choice, you know, forgiveness, boundaries, dealing with our inner child, healing that inner child, and then living the life that we wanna live, not the life that was handed to us, learning how to honor ourselves rather than abandoning ourselves and betraying ourselves. And, It's just the tools will change your life. They will transform you, but never think that you need to need a new you or that you need to like, you know, do something magnificent or outrageous to have this value. Mm -hmm. You are glorious and beautiful and wonderful just as you are right now in this moment. And I think that is an important piece of transformation that we, that is important to stay in that place because we already have everything we need to heal. We just sometimes need tools to access it. The tools just help access it. Yep. I agree so much. And 
like, amen, kind of a situation. Yeah. yeah amen. <laughs> it. It's like, she's going to church. She's preaching it. I love it. I love it. Um, so for the person, cause I was thinking, okay, you know, we've talked to the person who's in the dark, who's in that, but most people aren't in that darkest moment. Not everyone listening today is having their darkest moment of their life. Right. And I think you and I were really um, emotional, intense people. So we're always like, and then I was suffering and we talk about it and it like, you know, like for me, I'm like, it's amazing. Isn't it? Like, I'm so just so elated over the journey. Everyone's not just jazzed about this journey. I'm like, and that's part of the frustration when you're in this like self-development growing place, you're like, come on, everybody. It's a party. Come join me. And they're like, oh no, I like my little turtle shell over here. I like my self-imposed prison. And it's like, they keep themselves locked in this prison. It's like, you're your own warden, honey. You can unlock yourself and get out of your prison. But yet we do that. So yeah. what? We, so I think maybe where yeah. you're going with this is like for the person that maybe doesn't feel like I'm in this heavy, deep, dark place. But personally for me, what's it was as painful was maybe I wasn't drowning anymore. But mm-hmm. when I was just treading water and I wasn't like I could see in the horizon, I had this vision of where I wanted to go, but I didn't know how the heck to get there. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of us get in that stuck place where we're, we're not, you know, like we should be grateful. We should all shooting all of ourselves, right? Like I should mm-hmm. be, happy. I have this, I have this, or I've grown so much. Like we talked about before, like, you know, something that we really share in common is that, that, that level of, we've had to really get comfortable with the frustration of, but I've done my work. I've already done this. I already dressed this. I've already moved on. I've checked that off my list, but healing is not a freaking checklist. Yep. So back to kind of what you were alluding to, I think was if you're in that place where you're just kind of treading water or maybe you're on dry land and you want to like soar, you want to really figure out what life, you know, what your kind of higher purpose is, your higher calling. Yeah. Um, so if you're in that place, what is from you, Jennifer, what is the, the tool that you'd be like, this is where you start. This is the starting place in your okay. mind. Cause for me, it's self-talk, right? Like, and I do free classes on self-talk and I have the secret recipe for success and all the, I'm like, this is the secret tool for me. Yes. Right. So for you, where, where's that starting place of either soaring or starting to swim instead of tread? Well, I think it's important like when I developed the dig, it was born out of like my own experience with like 15 to 20 different counselors, healers, my own, like we, we've already kind of probably made it clear to y'all that we're a little bit like, I, when we talk about cracking the code, we're like all in. So yeah. I've been on this journey of training and learning and exploring and expanding. What I have found is that you have to address all areas in terms of at least the spiritual, the psychological and the energy piece. And so for me on a day to day, that really, if you think about the energy piece, it really connects with all of them and the spiritual, they all connect because when we clear limiting beliefs, negative thoughts, we're clearing energy. Mm-hmm. Energy is kind of, sometimes it's like woo woo kind of like, oh, energy. I'm like, well, like how do we have electricity? Everything's energy. Mm-hmm. And so understanding and taking accountability and getting in where this was where we do with the dig is looking at what's happening, what you're believing about it and how you're creating the outcomes that you're getting. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's based on past wounds and experiences. And so it's important to look at the thread of the trauma or the things that 
these reoccurring patterns in your life. But it's never about blaming. It's never about, um, it's just about naming what's happened so that you can identify it, address it, and then move forward. Mm-hmm. And so the, the, the number one most powerful tool is understanding that we are like the captain of our ships. Mm-hmm. That even though we do have trauma challenges, and there is a level of somatic response to certain things. And I've done, you know, dealing with like the vagus nerve and dealing with, you know, energy is a big thing for me to clear things out. There's all like, there's a lot of those components, but if you don't have your mindset and if you don't really start believing that you have the power to heal yourself, because you are your own healer, like you can do this. It starts with the mindset because it's hard to go on to those other elements. Because for me, spirituality, I was raised in a religion where I thought I knew God. I thought we were good. And there came a time when I was in that dark place again, where I felt completely disconnected, Mm -hmm. full of shame. And the more I was told you need to just do more praying, you need to do this more. It was like more, 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 the more depressed I got because I was doing those things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's so, I know for me, and it's important that we tap in to all, you know, that I, to me, it's like a trifecta. It's the spiritual, the energy, the psychological and work on all areas, but it really is essential that we start with the mindset so that we can clear the block so that we can access God so that we can clear our energy so that we can have the motivation and the belief that we can do it. Mm -hmm. So it really is mindset is that number one tool. And that's why the dig is so focused on that. But we also delve into all the other elements because it isn't just one thing. Like if we had that magic wand, we'd all be gazillionaires. It could just like fix, mm-hmm. but really it's just taking full accountability and start tapping into what you're believing mm-hmm. and how that affects the way you feel and that, how that affects the way that you're responding and your reactions in life. So it really does start there. Yeah. That's what I see. As you were talking, I thought, okay, if I could sum up in a couple of words, it would be accountability, taking that radical accountability for where you're at and whether that's in a horrible spot or a treading water spot or one, a sore spot. You know, I was listening to, because I'm always listening or reading something, right. Listening to a lady yesterday. And she said, she was talking about wealth consciousness and whatnot. So totally different than what we've been talking about. But she said, what excuses are you using to keep yourself poor? And I thought, whoa, that is interesting. Right? The way she phrased it, I was like, there's something about the way you just worded that, that resonates with almost anything. What excuses are you saying for why you're not happy, for why you're still treading water, for why you're not reaching where you want to be? It's a reflection of abundance. Like it's just you look at your money blocks. I, those, those blocks aren't just like, it's not just about the money. It It's going to, it's going to show up in other ways in your life. And I think it's like those excuses. It's those little lies that we tell ourselves, those little insidious lies that we just kind of sneak in there. And then it just, it keeps us stuck. And I think that is what is not unusual, but especially important in the work that I do is it's not we don't focus on the event or what's happened. Like we validate the pain in that, but we really get right down to like, what can I do? And I've had women that have been through lots of counseling and therapy and different modalities. And they've, they found a level of healing and growth, but we're still in that stuck place because they didn't have the tools to be emotionally independent, to be resilient on their own. It was a very 
codependent on, you know, another form of healing. And so I think it's important in our healing journey too, that we become kind of the CEO of our own healing, very in, learn how to, that independence. And so again, it goes back to accountability. Right. So yeah, accountability. And, and I think what you said is really important too, because I think especially women more than men tend to be like, this happened to me, this defines me. And, and when, cause we were both talking about this before, um, sometimes I think I just need to record the before conversations. Everyone would love those too, but like when you're working with someone, they, they always want to tell their full story love and it's not, stories. Yes, but that's just human nature. We want someone to hear every tiny piece of our story, every tiny piece, but as someone who's done a lot of work, who's helped people do work. And I know you too, it gets to the point where the story kind of doesn't matter. It doesn't, it's not about the story, not about the story. And we're making it about the story. We're about the story we tell ourselves more than anything. That's what really gets us stuck. (laughs) So we're saying I'm stuck because of this thing, but that thing is not what keep it's keeping you stuck. What's keeping you stuck is you're saying I'm stuck. (laughs) Right. And so, yeah. So you have to say this thing happened to me. What am I going to do with it? Yeah. And again, validate the pain connected to that because there is pain and there is, I mean, there's certain challenges that are harder to work through than others. I mean, the way I look at it is pain is pain, whether you like have a pebble in your shoe or you stubbed your toe or you have a broken leg, it's still pain. Some take a little longer to heal than others. And I think giving ourselves that grace and that just that be patient with our, with our healing and our transformation and understanding that it's, it's different for everyone. And your, your unique journey is going to be what's going to help you help other people in a unique way, whether it's your family or whether you decide to do this, you know, as a business, but embrace that uniqueness in your journey and understand that we all have it in us. And I've said this, you know, prior in the podcast, but really we all have that power and that ability to live exceptional, remarkable lives. Even if things aren't ideal in our lives, we don't have to love everything happening in our lives to have peace with it. Yeah, we really don't. I love the word you used grace, um, because there will be times where you work through something and then you come back to it. Like you said, new, new level, new shovel, (laughs) come back to it again and again. And it can be frustrating. It is frustrating that, and that grace is such a key component to healing, giving yourself grace. And I think kind of preparing yourself and knowing that that is part of the journey so that when it does happen, it doesn't have to be like these big dips. It can Mm -hmm. be a little dip and a little upward, more of like an upward thing. Your little dip, keep going, little dip, keep going. Instead of where I used to be, it was like, woo! I mean, I literally loved roller coasters growing up. And that was very symbolic to my life because it was just like, woo, woo. (laughs) It was just all over the place. But I think we remove the resistance when we embrace and understand and, and just anticipate that we're going to sometimes step backwards. And, but we always can keep moving forward, even in those times, it's just, it's an ongoing process and journey of moving forward. And part of that, it might just kind of fluctuate a little bit, a little ebb and flow. Yep. And that, and that's how it should be. That's the journey. And, and it is a better ride, like you said, than the really up and down, the intense up and downs make you sick and wear you out. Yeah, literally. It's like, <laughs> it's real. <laughs> I love it. It's so true. true. 
All right. So as we're wrapping up here, this has been such a wonderful conversation. Thank you so much for coming on. And as we're wrapping up, I was just thinking, you know, wrapping up, we talked about accountability. We talked about giving yourself grace. We talked about starting with that mindset and acknowledging that you are multidimensional human being. You know, you can't just say I'm over it. There it is a process and, and clearing out everything. And I love that you talk about energy and spiritual because we are again, multidimensional beings. So as we talk about all that, how can people find you? How can they reach out to you, be involved in the dig? What does that look like? Oh, well, thank you for asking again. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to be on here with you. Like it's, this is fun. This is, I've always, like, since we've met three years ago, there's just been this like little pull back and forth with us. So this has been a real, I've been looking forward to this, but as far as the dig goes, I'm on Instagram. I feel like that's, that's kind of where I put a lot of content on there. Jennifer Nielsen, J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R Nielsen, N-I-E-L-S-O-N. And on there, it'll connect you to my website for the dig. It will connect you to my podcast. It will connect you. To, I have a free challenge coming up next week. But ultimately, what I would encourage you, whether it's with me, with you, with what, whatever is kind of tugging at you right now, invest in yourself and know that as you do so, you will get something different. Like, don't be afraid to invest in yourself in a way. And even if you don't want to do be an entrepreneur or have a business, understand that your growth, the healing that you have will benefit the ones you love more than anything else you do. Mm -hmm. I'm a different mom. I'm a different wife. I show up in a place of unconditional love and acceptance and grace, but I had to learn to give that to myself. So whatever your holdback is here, I mean, I offer what I believe, what I've seen in my experiences of doing this for years and years and years is a six month training where we do the dig and we learn it and we have a community of women and it's in person and it's on zoom. And there's just a lot of accountability integration. We, we go very deep in our healing and I've seen incredible transformations with that. Whatever calls to you honor that and do that because information is fabulous, mm -hmm. but information is not enough. Mm -hmm. And you deserve to live the life that you choose, that you create, but it's going to take you being bold and courageous to make that happen. So mm -hmm. honor that, do that, whatever that looks like. I'm here to help you, to serve you in any way that I can. I know that's where Bridget is. I always, do I say it right, Bridget? Bridget, yes. Bridget, it's like so, <laughs> like, I feel like we're like in Europe right now, Bridget. But you we have these resources and these people like us that have been there that want to help you that have been in those places or maybe, you know, where you might be now where we've been just stuck or wherever you might be on this journey. There's people that can help you. You don't have to do it alone. There's nothing noble about being a martyr and doing it alone. Invest in yourself is an investment in your whole entire family, your circle of influence. And so reach out to me, follow me on Instagram. I'd love to be friends. I love meeting new people. That is like one of my greatest joys is just meeting new people, whether we work together or not. I would love to be friends and to get to know you better. And so just reach out to me there. And if you have any questions, you can, you know, like reach out to me on Instagram. I don't know if do we give our email or what? I don't know. I guess they can find me on Instagram and then go from there. Yeah, find her on Instagram and then we can put that in the show notes too, the link to the Instagram. And if any other information you want to give, we can put that in the show notes too. So everyone look at the show notes. That's where the stuff will be. <laughs> I love it. Well, this has been an absolute delight for me today. And thank you for this opportunity. And 
You've, you're, you're amazing. You're doing great things. It's fun to connect with other women that are like, we're not just going to take no for an answer. We're not just going to accept, accept status quo. We're going to make, we're going to shake things up a bit. Yeah, so, I like, agree. And go. that's, that's the fun thing is when you start doing the work, you connect with other people doing it. And that is exciting. So Good. thank you for listening, everyone today. Make sure you share it on the Instagram, especially because that's where we both live and love. And uh, just remember you're strong and capable friends. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Strong and Capable podcast. You're my hero for listening, and you would be my extra special hero if you would share this episode, share with your friends what you're listening to and what you love about it, and bring them into the community. If you want to connect more, you can join me on my favorite place, Instagram. It's Bridgette.Heller, B-R-I-G-E-T-T-E dot H-E-L-L-E-R. Or you can find us on the Facebook page, The Strong and Capable. It's a private group. I will let you in and then you can Zoom with us twice a month where we have special guests and we talk more about these subjects that we're hitting on in the podcast. Of course, if you want to go further, there is always the Launch Your Podcast in 30 Days course where you can Zoom with me every week and we'll get your voice into the world and so many other ways. So find that all at www.thestrongandcapable.com. And remember, friends, you are exactly that. You're strong and capable. Talk to you later.